Hello, this is Nikki Amuka Bird, and you may know me from shows like Luther or Avenue 5. Thanks for listening to this episode of Challenging by Shelter. Before you hear more about the brilliant lead worker peer mentor service, I have a favour to ask. If you're enjoying this podcast, as a shelter supporter, I'd be really grateful if you rated and reviewed it wherever you like listening to podcasts. Doing so helps even more supporters and even more housing and support professionals hear about the brilliant work Shelter is doing to fight homelessness. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the episode. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Challenging, a new podcast by Shelter, reflecting on an ambitious and life-changing service run with Birmingham Changing Futures Together, that helped people with multiple and complex needs out of homelessness. In this episode, we're talking to Kevin and Samir from the Liaison and Diversion Service. If you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard about this service a few times already. Liaison and Diversion is a service that provides intervention to people in contact with the criminal justice system who've been identified as having complex needs. Both Liaison and Diversion and Shelter work together in that multi-agency approach as part of Birmingham Changing Futures Together. And while you've heard from some of the LND team members in previous episodes, like Earl and Jay, we wanted to spend a bit more time in this episode talking to Kevin and Samir and just have a look at this brilliant service that is helping so many people in the criminal justice system by adopting the peer mentor model. And now let's hear once more from Kevin, the programme leader for Birmingham's NHS Liaison and Diversion Services, and Samir, support time recovery worker for the Liaison and Diversion Service. So, hi Kev, thanks for joining us. No, you're welcome. The Liaison and Diversion team are a multidisciplinary team of um, practitioners, and they work in a way that covers police custody, they're also present in Birmingham Magistrates and Birmingham Crown Court. And the service also delivers um, a really creative outreach function. And that is intended to support vulnerable individuals to connect with community services, to stay resilient. Um, and this is a community-based intervention offering support to individuals in their own environment. The team um, assess vulnerable individuals with complex needs who uh, are brought into the criminal justice system and you know they generally have been accused of some kind of criminal activity. The needs that the team are looking to identify as vulnerabilities might include mental health, um, individuals with learning disability, substance misuse, homelessness, people who have financial or social difficulties. Um, and in particular, the team attempt to engage with all women and young people who by definition in custody, we view as vulnerable. And the team also have a particular interest in veterans who come into contact with um, the criminal justice pathway. By um, undertaking this kind of first level of assessment of um, key vulnerabilities, the team are able to understand the context of the individual's history. And that's really important when you want to get really important messages to inform sentences with crucial information 
that hopefully provide the mechanism for the right sentencing options for those vulnerable um, individuals. By intervening at the earliest opportunity, and very often, you know, um, in the police custody environment, this allows us a really early opportunity to connect with people. The team are really hoping to address um, not only health and social care inequalities, but also have an impact on reducing and um, criminality and reoffending behaviours. I mentioned earlier, Lee, that the team are um, made up of um, practitioners, and this may be nurses, mental health nurses, learning disability nurses, there are social workers. We also, within the Birmingham team, have a really strong cohort of support time and recovery workers. And of course, something that we're very proud of in Birmingham was um, the emergence of the peer workers who are a really strong cohort in the Birmingham model. In, um, in Birmingham, Lee, we, we took a particular view about this at the beginning of the journey. There are um, different kind of models of introducing peer support into the criminal justice pathways. Some people have chosen um, uh, to go down a model that has volunteers who are very supportive in the transition out of liaison and diversion. For us, um, we really wanted our peer mentors to be a critical component of the team targeting individuals who historically have been very difficult to engage with. So our peer workers, we really wanted them to connect with some of the most vulnerable and complicated individuals that the L&D teams connect with. And we really hoped that with their role, that they would be able to develop a different language that maybe hopefully allows us to connect with people who, for whatever reason, Lee, have previously chosen not to connect with services. In terms of day-to-day -day and um, how they would undertake their work in the community, we've seen some really, really creative work around supporting people, not only in terms of their practical, but also emotional support are offered by um, our peer workers. I think what the L&D team quickly discovered with the introduction of the workers, they came with a whole new insight into accessing things in the community that previously we actually didn't know existed. And they were often the kind of um, opportunities that really resonated with those really complicated people that come to us. In the sense of system change, like when I got, in, I was the first one out of the peer mentors of liaison and diversion while they were there, well, while I was recruited by Shalta. I was the first peer mentor to be employed by the NHS, uh, by the Birmingham Solial Mental Health Trust and that liaison and diversion team. But a lot of work went into that from service managers, uh, commissioners, uh, to implement that into the trust. Because when we first started our employment, I was told by Emma, do you know what I'm open to say? Samir, the likelihood of getting employed by the NHS, they're not ready for it yet. Do you know what I'm trying to get at? 
Yeah, yeah. But we proved, we proved our worth. We proved the fact that we're not a risk because that's what reality it comes down to is risk. Are we a risk to the trust? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? But the reality of it is we demonstrated and evidenced the fact that we're not and we're a prop, we are team members. We've been, uh, we've been part of the whole process of the deliverance of the service, utilizing our lived experience to work alongside clinicians, practitioners, uh, service managers, whoever we had any contact with. We didn't tarnish the laser and diversion name. We actually influenced change, not just in Birmingham, in other areas as well. So we were involved. And so the, the trust and the faith process around the services managers to take it to their board of directors because the service managers alone can't make this decision in the trust. They're going to try to get out. They have to go up the hierarchy chain. Um, and the hierarchical change could have turned around and said, no, we're not doing this. This is too risky. But what they've done, they embraced it because it was the, the data that was collected, the information, the work that we'd done, the kind of level of engagement that we had in individuals, the, the, the transitions individuals that had in the community from the, the, the police custody and courts, the kind of engagement that we got, the more healthy, the cost analysis that was done around it. There was a lot of positive work that was gone into this. So when the service manager, what the role that I'm in now, the job descriptions were changed. That, and the, the essential criteria was that you have to have lived experience through the criminal justice system to even get employed for this role. So me as a peer mentor, when I applied for the role where I'm in today, the job description, that would have never have happened if we didn't evidence the fact that we've done a good job and we're, we're, we're trustworthy to work within the trust. It was overqualified, wouldn't you, Sam? <laughs> but no, I'm trying to get at is, but like, because of the processes that were put into place and the work that we've done, we demonstrated that we are not a risk. Uh, I think it's important, so, I think what you say, so the, so the lead worker peer mentor model, that's what you worked on initially. And then when you kind of moved to the NHS Trust, you took all your learnings and you're like, you know what? You could see it was a successful model. And then you kind of keep advocating, don't you? And you kind of, you take it with you. And, and I guess that's rarely what the, the best we could ever hope for from that model that people then go on and go, well, look, it worked. And, and let's influence other organisations and, yeah. and the, big, but the, the NHS. It's, no. about, it's about consistency and, and commitment, isn't it, this year? And continuity. Because if you look at, so like, so for, for, for an example, me and Jake, we had the support, but we were, we participated in so many different things within that period. Do you know what it is? We've done it all collectively. Do you know what I'm trying to get at? So the consistency and the commitment to make this, make it into, make it a difference, trying to embed it within the layers and diversion trust, you know, bearing with Southern Mental Health Trust in, in the layers and the diversion team. And then and broadening that and getting, getting bigger and bigger at the moment in the liaison and diversion team there is probably six of us that are lived experience from the criminal justice backgrounds employed by the liaison and diversion team some are on uh under contracts there's three of us that are employed no four of us in fact are employed directly so three of us have got criminal justice backgrounds and intensive criminal records that i'm trying to get out are employed by the by the trust but we're employed by our merit so it's not just our lived experience that's employed us within them because they're different roles. So if you look at what my role is today, I've got a lot more clinical responsibility than what I had as a peer, peer mentor or a peer support worker. And there's differences between the roles and that. 
And the level of responsibility that is on your role and the job specification, the description, is a lot more different than what the peer support worker is. So there has to be the uh, a career pathway within that. So if you're a peer worker, you can progress to an SDR work or you can progress in, it doesn't even have to be within the NHS, you can be employed in different other places, but we're focusing more on the NHS. And, and I think, like at the moment, like I'm doing a, a level five in health and social care, but my, my qualification is fitting in with criminal justice and health. Do you know what I mean? So that's the leadership and management uh, course that I'm doing at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm like three quarters of my way through it. Do you know what I mean? And, and I got, and I want to touch on this because it's about utilizing like the collectiveness. What I'm talking about is so my qualification got paid by NHS England. So I looked at some of the stuff that I wanted to do. There was nothing really for me to progress and, and apart from being becoming a nurse. And I didn't want to really want to become a nurse. Uh, I wanted to do something else around leadership and management because it fits in with a lot of stuff that I've done over the years, being a part of the days and and I took it to our commissioner one look because I remember me and Kevin and me uh Earl uh, no not Earl, sorry, me Jay, we went to a conference. Uh and it was a big conference where we had to do a presentation and that and there was people from police, there were people from university, professors and stuff. And there was a discussion, how can we help Samir and Jay progress in their careers and that and if they want to do any qualifications and that. But at that time we were so focused on the project of the peer support, the peer peer mentor roles and, and getting the established i didn't feel like i needed to do anything at that time because i was doing my level three qualification and it would have been too much and then i wouldn't focus on my role i would have been focusing more on education and i didn't want to do it like that i wanted to get my experience a professional role before i started any any qualifications around other stuff and then i had a conversation i think it was me emma and and, and, and uh, kevin on the train to leeds because we used to do a lot of National work as well, and, and help other teams develop and uh, to get into peer support and get get them employed and stuff. And I asked them, look, I want to do a level five in health and social care, level five, and is there any way that you can help me get funding for it? And Kevin turned around, he goes, leave it with me, and I'll find out. I can't 100% say that I can, but leave it to me, and I'll find out for you. And then he took it back to his manager, the commissioners, and they said, why not? Because Mir and Jay have been so influential making this system change for other teams to adapt these kind of models uh why shouldn't we show appreciation to them i'm trying to get out to say okay you know what you can do it and my uh, and my qualification cost i think it was two and a half grand and, and uh, nhs england paid for it do you know what i mean for me to qualify in, in my leadership and management stuff, do you know what i mean so a lot of stuff's happened so that system change in itself the person coming back from from a criminal justice background 22 years of addiction, in and out of the prison system, done 10 years of my life in, in and out of the prison system, uh, repeat offender for many years, and NHS England paid for my training. How beautiful yeah. is that? They're huge, aren't you? Like you say, it just shows that, I mean, you don't get them things for free or for nothing. It was given mm -hmm. to you. said on merit because you kind of showed that you can't, you know, that you was an asset to the organisation. And, and I think that's how, that's how it should go, you know, most definitely. And I'm going to tell a little story, Lee, and I'll speed it up a, a lot because... No, I you take your time, Kevin. It's brilliant. Podcast. Um, as the commissioner of the service, one day, one of the peer workers said to me, I think I might have made a mistake, and I'm really sorry. 
Now, my um, reaction to that 18 months in was, I can't tell you how much I trusted the two individuals that, that were working with us. So I was, um, I, I really needed to understand what, what had happened. So basically the worker said to me that um, he'd been asked to go into Birmingham magistrates where a young guy who thought he was going to get a community sentence got his first sentence to um, HMP Birmingham and he went to pieces in the dock and he was taken back down to the cells and he was really distraught and distressed. And the practitioner in L&D, who was a really good, competent, experienced, compassionate nurse, couldn't find a way of trying to resolve the distress in this young man. But there was a peer worker close by who went to have a conversation with this young man. And he said, right, this is what you need to do in the first 24 hours. This is what you need to do in the next 72 hours. Listen, you've got a short sentence. Keep your head down. I'm going to come and visit you while you're in. And I can see what's happened here. And when you come out, I'm going to help you fix some of these things. So, you know, don't worry because we're going to support you. Now, he apologised and said he'd done the wrong thing because at that time, liaison and diversion's job ends the moment a person was sentenced. Mm -hmm. And what I said to that peer worker that daily was, I've got no way of proving this to that worker, but he may well have saved a young man's life. Mm -hmm. And I was really, really powerfully struck by the need to try and do something to offer an additional piece of work. And so we found some local monies to pilot a prison liaison pathway where those people that have come into contact with L&D who go into HMP Birmingham on a short-term sentence are, are followed through by a practitioner and a lived experience worker. And, um, it's been an example, Lee, of where, you know, peer workers are not just bringing um, huge benefits to individuals that they connect with, but, but they're also bringing a voice that is changing the way that services are delivered. And it's a really, really important story of the Birmingham developments. Now, we've been running that pilot since 2018. And the Disney bit is because of the success, the local office of the police and crime commissioner said that they were prepared to invest some money to allow us to expand that particular pilot by bringing in two additional lived experience workers. Wow. And what that means, Lee, is from the moment that, you know, Shelter, myself and the manager of L&D at the time sitting in a room talking about could we do this, can we do this, how would we do it? Within four years, we now have seven lived experience voices within the model of liaison and diversion in Birmingham. And that is phenomenal growth, in, in my opinion, for something that you identified earlier as some people view this as a challenge, as a risk, as, you know, should we do this? And our story is that we just grow from strength to strength. 
to find out more, check our show notes for a link to the full social cost benefit analysis of the entire Lead Worker Peer Mentor Service. Or visit changingfuturesbham.co.uk forward slash our work and then find the Lead Worker Peer Mentor continuation strategy. And from there, you can navigate to the Lead Worker Peer Mentor evaluation. Next time on Challenging, Colette tells the story of Tara, who is a remarkable woman that she had the privilege to meet and help during her time on the Lead Worker Peer Mentor Service. See you next time.